What's up, Whittier? Welcome to What's Up, Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Producer Christine here with this week's Community Corkboard Announcements. Our Community Corkboard Announcements is sponsored by The Collab Inc. Come to The Collab Inc. where you can co-work with your community and collaborate. For more information, like our upcoming schedule of events, you can go to thecollabinc.com, you can go to facebook.com slash thecollabinc, or you can go to instagram.com slash the underscore collab underscore inc. And there you can find all of our information. Like today, we're kind of having a pop-up to watch the Dodger game at 2 p.m. And also, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays this week, where your college students were able to come in for $5 for late night co-working from 7 to 10 p.m. So again, don't miss us. Follow us on Instagram at the underscore collab underscore e. And another sponsor of ours is Zen's Tea House. So one thing that I like to do is I like to go on to zenstea.com and I just like to look up some random teas and tell you a little bit about it. So today I went on Zen's Tea and there was one on sale. So the one on sale is the Organic Maca Root Libido Enhancer for $13. So I'll read to you the description that's on their website. And honestly, you got to go on the website, zenstea.com. It has a lot of information. And, you know, we have interviewed Fernando and you'll hear in upcoming episodes, uh, the owner of Zen's Tea House, how it's about education. So it says here, sex is physical, emotional, mental, and in many cultures, spiritual. The organic maca root libido enhancer contains 100% organic ingredients. The ingredients are maca root, matcha, turmeric, ginger, and cinnamon. A healthy sex life is important, and this, like any libido enhancer, was designed to assist people enjoying sex. The ingredients do not carry any caffeine, but do possess a strong amount of natural energy and numerous health benefits. For several hundreds of years, the maca root has been used by the people of Peru. Many consider makaru a very potent aphrodisiac and a traditional fertility secret of populations in the Andes of Peru. And I'll read this last part. Healthy sex is very important, and because our Zen's motto is helping people through the power of tea, we provide more than organic teas, herbs, and botanical medicine. We also offer free health education. So like I said, um, you know, go on to zenstea.com and you'll be able to learn so much about what you're ingesting, what they provide for the community. And also you can see them every Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Uptown Whittier Farmer's Market. And also I'm here on the website and you can get free shipping on all orders over $45. And in order to do that, you can use the code. Just kidding. You have to go online to get the code. Alrighty. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Now on to our regularly scheduled community corkboard announcements. Like I said, every Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., we have the Uptown Whittier Farmer's Market located on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright, where you can see Zen's Tea House. So I know a couple of episodes ago I did cover the Halloween stuff. Well, I just wanted to update you on the zombie pub crawl that's happening in Uptown this Friday, October 20th from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. So here's the schedule of events. At 8 p.m., there is a kickoff at the 6740, including a zombie trivia contest. Then at 9 p.m., you have the official costume contest hosted by the Bottle Room. Then at 10 p.m., you have the Zombie Pin-Up Girl Contest at Turnbull's Tavern, so please register to be there and participate by 9.45. And at midnight, the last call costume contest is going to be at the Commoner Craft Bar and Kitchen. 21 and over with ID to attend, and costumes are encouraged, but they're not required. So, you know, just like they said, it's going to be an old-fashioned zombie sock hop. All your atomic 1950s dreams will come true, so just be sure that you're there. And I will also include the Facebook information in the description below. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're in the middle of October. I hope you're ready for the Whittier Spooktacular 5K, a ghoulish 5K to be exact, that will be held on October 27th at 6 a.m. at the Whittier Community Center at 7630 Washington Avenue. You can get more information or you can register at Whittier5K.com. And right after the Spooktacular, the Whittier Uptown Association presents Halloween Capers Monster Mash. On Saturday, October 27th from 3 to 6 p.m., there is a free and safe trick-or-treating here in Uptown Whittier. There will be a costume contest at 4 p.m. at the grassy area location on Greenleaf. The different categories are Pumpkin Patch for ages 0 to 2, Little Goblins from ages 3 to 5, Creepy Critter, ages 6 to 9, Spooky Kids, ages 10 to 12, Monster Mash Teens from 13 to 17, and The Zombie Crew for ages 18 and up. 
There will be a special surprise at 5 p.m., so please make sure that you come out for this wonderful surprise and a safe and happy Halloween weekend. Mickey Mondays. Do you have, like, a Mickey hat or a Mickey t-shirt, Disney t-shirt, Disneyland t-shirt, Disneyland pass? I don't... um, Or maybe you have a cute little princess costume that still fits you. Well, if you do, every Monday from, I believe, 6 to 7 p.m., you can go to Rocky's Frozen Yogurt so you can enjoy some wonderful Froyo and 20% off discount. I had the honor of attending this last week's, hosted by my Whittier, Bobby Ramirez. Shout out to Bobby. And, you know, What's Up Whittier will be hosting one coming soon, so make sure that you follow all of our social media. And you can get more information about Rocky's Frozen Yogurt if you follow Rocky's on Instagram at Rocky's Frozen Have you heard of Social Media Sunday? Well, it was developed by a group, We Are Whittier, here in our wonderful town. And not only do they have a Social Media Sunday, they're having a Social Media Sunday Marketplace, which is, yeah, you guessed it, on a Sunday, November 25th. It will be at Gons Decorations. The event is from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and the address of Gonza's Decorations is 12031 Philadelphia Street. Hope to see you there, guys. What's up, Whittier? We'll be there. We'll have our own little booth, so we hope to meet you. And, yeah, just come on through. Let us know if you have any questions. Speaking of Instagram and social media and all that, follow us. So you can follow our wonderful host, Remo the Realtor, at Remo the Realtor, because, you know, he's really a realtor. And you can go check out his website at Remo the Realtor and Facebook at Remo the Realtor. If you want to learn more about Jesse and maybe get in touch with him, you can check him out on Instagram at J2Architects. You can also go to his website, J2Architects.com, where you can just walk around Whittier and hang out at the club and see if you find Jesse one of these days. You can follow me, producer Christine, at The Singing Moon on Instagram, and you can check out my website, ChristineSingerLuna.com. You can also check out What'sUpWittier.com if you're interested in participating or you know being on the show, if you want to be a sponsor. If you just have any questions, you can submit them to us through the website or you can send us a DM on Instagram at What's Up Whittier or on Facebook. We do have a Twitter, not super active, but you can still follow us uh, at What's Up by 62. And I think that's about all of that information. So if you have anything else you'd like us to mention in the community corkboard, reach out. Let us know about it. Again, thank you so much to our sponsors, The Collab Inc. and Zen's Tea House for your wonderful community corkboard announcements. Now, take it away, Jesse and Remo. Whittier, 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 what's up, Whittier? So, dun da da da. Remo, where are we at, Remo? We're at Actually, if, you don't, if you're on Instagram and you're following yeah. us, you know who it is, but for the people who are listening, who is it? We are here with George from the Knotted Apron. Welcome, George. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, and I'll, well, do you want to tell us, I mean, where we're at? Because I, walking in here, have a sense of where we're at. Okay. And I say that because your space is unique and it has it wears many different hats. So initially, it's a, a cooking school. Right. Um, well, this, I'll let you explain where we at. <coughs> well, initially, well, we're here uptown Whittier. We're actually next door to uh, Paul and Tiffany. Mm-hmm. So that's our those are our new neighbors, and we're across the street from Collab. Um, as far as the knotted apron, we are initially a cooking school. That's the, the first thing that we actually signed up for, and we are in the event space. Event space meaning that we can have private parties, but also do public and social events, open to the public, like jazz festivals, I do uh, uh, cooking competitions and so forth. And I have a personal experience. We actually had our engagement party here um, many moons ago, last year. Oh, <laughs> Over a year now, you know? So uh, we personally use you, and we love the space and how contemporary it is, and that's kind of our feel. Um, so we, it, it was a good, it was a good space for us. To like. George, without saying a word, you can just nod. Was that the guy you were talking about earlier that had to get kicked out? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> was it he? Got a little, 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 little out of control. I, I would have loved to get kicked out because I wouldn't have paid at that. Point. <laughs> like, oh, I'm out. Okay. <laughs> Before you leave, you yeah. <laughs> pay and then you can leave. Kindly leave. That's funny. No, again, it's a, it's okay. a cool space. Uh, definitely, obviously, we're recording in your kitchen. Okay. Um, so tell us a little bit, a little bit more of how uh, the Nada Apron works and and uh, what somebody would experience if they're to do your cooking class. Right? <clears throat> so in regards to the cooking classes, I kind of have a different format from like your traditional, I guess you would say, uh, classes like Sir La Top. So with here, I try to make the experience a lot more fun in the kitchen. Like to be more family oriented, 
Um, so basically what I have my clients do is we create recipes that can be easily, easily replicated at home. So basically they could buy the groceries at any um, grocery store. They don't have to go to any specialty stores at all. So something they can learn here, they can replicate it at home. But also the type of environment we have, we obviously have music in the background. We have um, people are allowed to bring their own cocktails, their own wine and beer, just to kind of make it more fun, more relaxing and kind of more intimate. So it's more of like a, it's more of an experience as opposed to being like a strictly instructional class. Do people get graded on the food? Uh, every now and then I do. When I taste your food, I just kind of make oh, a so you I, actually I, I, I kind of just either make a oh, face yeah. or... What a perfect job. You get free dinner every yeah. day. Like, it's, it's not always well, a good idea. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to lose yeah. weight right here. <laughs> well, see, if you get me as a cook, you might be like, uh, I'm full today. I'm yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely... A, uh, and the people that actually do come in here, they're usually set up in pairs of two. So the actually couples actually meet other couples. And it's kind of like a, at the very end, normally what I'll do is at the end of the class, people usually sit down like family style table and kind of just talk amongst themselves and so forth. So it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's I just want the experience to be a lot of fun so that they can actually take this type of experience at home and they can bring their kids involved, you know, whether it's a husband and wife cooking together. It's just just make it fun because not many people cook that much anymore. Usually people are going out, you know, fast foods and stuff like that. And should it be an experience for everybody to enjoy? So. Yeah. What are some of your favorite dishes that, you know, the, for the cooking school? I mean, is there certain things that just make a lot more sense than other things? Um, I guess the most, or I guess our most popular class here is the steakhouse class. People love steak. Um, it's, it's one of my oldest menus, but it's also like one of the most popular uh, menus but I would say like anything like uh, steakhouse, something people are more familiar with. I, uh, a lot of my clients, every now and then, they will like to get a little crazy and try something different. But for the most part, they want to try something that's more familiar to them. Now, you guys are providing all the raw ingredients. Correct. And so they're coming here, you know, ready to kind of roll up their sleeves. and Exactly. They just bring in comfortable shoes and whatever type of cocktail they want to drink for that night. And how long is the, the, the class or the cooking experience? The class is about anywhere between two and a half hours to three hours. But it's all hands-on cooking. And we do it in pairs of two. And simply, I have it in pairs because one person can kind of literally cook. The other person can kind of relax and just walk around and so forth. The guys. And yeah, usually it's the guys. <laughs> the game is which is, exactly, yeah. which is the ones that need it, right? Correct, correct, yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, we have a lot of... Uh, a lot of people coming in, a lot of returning clients, so it's 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 been a success. So nice. it's working. So, so what what, what um, I guess where were you at before before you started this? Oh gosh, my the history. Um, believe it or not, Who is George. I know. <laughs> so believe it or not, I actually worked at Valley Total Fitness for fourteen years. So I was a senior manager there. I was uh, working the accounting, bookkeeping, and uh, customer collection. Yeah, customer <laughs> service exactly. Um, I was there for 14 years and then I got laid off and during that time I was like a stay-at-home dad um, it was my oldest daughter was just born so I was kind of staying home with her taking her to school and then um, it was hard for me like in, in the, in the, to get a, actually apply to another job within my level I was either overqualified or positions that were offered were like like either like presidents or CEOs in which I wasn't you know ready for um, so I decided to go back to cooking school. I decided to just take classes and continue taking classes. And the school that I was going to in Los Angeles was hiring dishwashers. So I decided to go in as a dishwasher. And once I did, I, um, I told the owner what my experience is, my background, which is accounting. I did her books. And then from there, I went into teaching classes. And uh, from there, I decided to kind of break off and start my own place. So that's why I'm here. Do you enjoy cooking yourself? <laughs> I love cooking. I love cooking. I mean, uh, I had to cook a lot because my wife doesn't cook, so I basically not an option <laughs> if my kids want to eat. See, your wife is probably like me, or like, like, like I, not. It's not that you hate cooking. It's just you say you don't know how to cook because you don't want to cook, mm -hmm. um, and leave it to a person who knows how to cook. <laughs> it's it's true. And I, I mean, when I when I met my wife, she told me that she uh, she loves to iron. She loves, no to she loves to clean. She loves to cook. Like she's exactly. Oh, she's exactly. She's a replicate. <laughs> she's like exactly like her. My mother-in-law. And I was just like, wow. I go, this is the woman. I like. This is a catch. Yeah. As soon as we got married, no. 
it's like I do all the ironing, <laughs> I do all the cooking. It's like a whole role reversal. So yeah, maybe I, you <laughs> misunderstood. Exactly, she, said she was looking forward. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's so I do I do it all. Nice. Um, so so what what brought you into trying to do this whole concept of of teaching people to cook? Um, it's it's something that when I was taking cooking classes, it was more of a uh, it was something for me to release stress. It's just kind of like I, I love cooking. I wanted to expand my, I guess, my knowledge in, in the kitchen. And so when I started taking classes, which are kind of similar at the school in Los Angeles, I just had fun with it. And it was something that I, it's like if I had a long day, if I had a stressful day, I came to these classes and I met people, I exchanged recipes. And then uh, I thought, you know, it just, I just felt good about it. So bringing it to Whittier, I thought this is a perfect opportunity. We have a city that's kind of composed of mostly either people are, or nearly, um, nearly weds or actually family oriented. Yeah. So it was like a perfect place for this. So I had to bring it to it here. What are most of your people? Is that is that young couples or people? It's, you know, it's 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 from all different ages. I mean, I've had like older couples here that actually share recipes, or they kind of like want to learn. I guess they're all like into their old kind of classic traditions, yeah. and they want to learn. Something so they're new. like, step aside, buddy. Let me correct, you correct. Yeah, I mean, they they they, they school me with knowledge and everything, which is fine. I mean, I, I bring it on. I mean, I have this one uh, group that they're all professors from the college, and then one of them actually like uh, is a culinary expert. Like he actually does write ups and so forth. So he actually schools me like on different types of food, like ingredients and so forth. But like. So we have stuff like that, and then we have the younger people that are either kids are going off to college, they want to learn different recipes. Uh, we have people that just recently got engaged or got married that they want to learn different recipes for the kids or, or for themselves. That that's actually pretty interesting that kids are that are going off to college because mm-hmm. you never really like you say that, mm-hmm. and it's just dawning on me that when like when my brother left to go for another job mm-hmm. out of the area, no one really told them this is how you cook dinner. It's mm-hmm. His expectation is probably I'm gonna go to Jack in the Box every day until right. I come back home or I find Mrs. Right. But that's that's a neat little. You know, yeah, I mean we do classes kind of like on the budget. So if you're on the college budget, we teach you how to make like special dishes. I mean I grew up on Top Ramen in college. Yeah, that was my favorite. I dish. see the one of your menus up there. It says ribeye. That's not a college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably want to do like I don't know like a, even flank steaks expensive now. Yeah. yeah. So most definitely. Avocado toast. Avocados, yeah, absolutely. Avocados are expensive. Yeah, unless, yeah. You go, <laughs> unless you go rob the neighbors. Exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, I mean, it's kind of cool you, that you're providing a concept like that because you're, again, you're in, um, at least for mine, in my profession, uh, the kitchen's always the one where everybody's looking to renovate um, uh, or do something around because, again, kind of like they say, the, the kitchen's the heart of the home. Correct. Um but then I ask the question, like, who's the cook? And usually it's like, it's one of these, you know, like mm-hmm. they point at each other. There's really not a designated cook, um, but they like to entertain. They like to have people over. Um, it, it, so to be able to kind of polish those skills, um, especially like, like now, like yeah. you said, you have two working individuals, um, a dual income. Uh, there's really not enough time to go shop for the ingredients, come home and still cook, and then still have dinner. It's always like, what's quick? Uh, but to be able to bring that back home uh, and kind of get people doing it, I, I think it, it totally makes sense. Um, which, again, is one of those things where, like, uh, it's almost like having a boot camp for, for somebody, right? Like, because you got to, even though, I mean, I know how to boil water, but it, you know, it's one of those things where, like, to just, kinda, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just to be able to step it up a notch, uh, you really got to look at it as, like, training. Cereal, right? gotta, cereal. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Yeah. I think a lot of people do not know how to cook. Yeah. I mean, like like you said, I mean, there's been clients here where they, they actually remodel their kitchen with the top-of-line equipment and do not know how to use it. Yeah, they never fired yeah. anything up. Yeah. Exactly. Here we are at Zen's Tea House. Let me show you what we got. We have organics. We have tea tasting. We have manufacturing. But the truth is, it's our naturopathic doctors, our homeopathic doctors, and team of herbal specialists that are really behind the Zen's Tea House movement. If you'd like to learn more about what Zen's Tea House is really about, take a look at the website, www.zenstea.com. I think that's maybe your next scheduling is a boot camp. 
I should. I mean, where you? Yeah, well, or it's an ongoing like because you come here to learn one meal. That's correct. Say, yeah. like, look, and then can, I mean, I'm really good about eating the exact same every single day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm okay with that. But so I've seen your videos. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the exact same. Like I, I can eat the exact same like that. No one Um, but. You come learn one meal, like uh-huh. how many times can you cook it? Like, I, I think that's a great idea where you come in and learn five meals over a five-week period or something. Correct, yeah. In the classes, I mean, we try to, like, teach them, like, different alternatives. Like, you know, you can use this as well. Like, we try to give them alternatives. Obviously, we want them to spice it up in the kitchen. Um, another good thing is that it's, like, when you're cooking, it's another way of bonding with, with your either your significant other or with your family at home. Because, I mean, often, because we, people are, are working, our parents are working, you just don't really have the time. So you make it the time by making something, preparing dinner and getting the kids involved and you know, getting them off from, like, their phones and television and video games and so forth. What is your favorite appliance in the kitchen? Oh, gosh. He's like, just one? I know. <laughs> other, than, other than the stove and, like, the oven, like, is there certain uh, equipment that you say, you know what, this thing is a game changer and everyone should have one of these in the kitchen? I think, you know what, to be honest with you, it's probably like the blender. I don't know why I love the blender. Really? It's just like, I, um, my, like, it's funny because my anniversary just passed and then I had told my wife, like, I want to blend it for home. Like, the one we have, it's a, it's an old one that we got for a wedding, which is like 13 years ago. <laughs> wow. And it's like, we use it for, like, making salsa, that, like, that everything. must be a really it's nice a, blender. It, it actually, it is, and it's one of the cheaper oh, really? ones. And I told her, like, I want a really good one because I did, uh, I recently uh, cooked for a food festival, and I was trying to use that blender, and oh my god, like compared was, to other people, they have this catalog. Exactly. <laughs> so I had to bring Wi-Fi enabled, but you know, she did land on buying me a new blender. But it's just like there's so many things you can do with it. I mean, obviously, I make a lot of soups. Uh, you can do a lot of salsa, a lot of sauces, and stuff like yeah. that. And we obviously then you can go into your shakes and so forth. Yeah. yeah. So, so what is a good blender cost? Uh, well, What's a good blender? I mean, you know, the one that I really like right now is called Blendtec. That's probably like one of the better ones you can buy on like at Costco or Sam's Club. The average price is anywhere between four hundred to six hundred dollars, but it'll last you forever. Yeah. Oh my! Does it make you the food? Is it? It brings it up a notch. Correct. Correct. Yeah. You put in two eggs and you get like creme layers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have those blenders that literally, like, you throw something in there and it just stops in you or smoke comes out. Like, this won't happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't have to worry about anything. Um, no, it's, it's uh, I, I thought you were going to say a knife. It's because a knife is very uh, multi-purpose, you know. Um, Do you have a favorite series of knives? You know what? I, I just started getting into knives before I'm, like, kind of like the traditional Mexican, like, Mexican household where... We grab any knife. Yeah. Like my mother-in-law, she still cuts with like one single knife that's really dull, but it's kind of like a little steak knife. Yeah. And my wife cuts like with the little with the steak knife. But with me, I started getting into like angles. I started getting into like the German knives, the Japanese knives, and everything. So I'm is, sort of, is Cutco a good knife? Cutco. Oh, tell them the price first before yeah, you I mean, get into no, it. We used to give those as gifts, <laughs> and so I've never. I was the the same person. Well, give me any knife. I'll go get Target for twenty bucks. Have like all these knives. I, I, I mean, I. We, we actually, in the other cooking school, we did buy cutco for our clients, and as soon as you sharpen them or try to sharpen them, they went dull for some reason. Really? Really? They're supposed to like you're, like they're supposed to stay sharp like for life. And they yeah. have a thing where you, they'll come to your house and Correct. sharpen the knives every single year. Correct. I mean, my experience was those knives were extremely sharp. Like Correct. I was like, how sharp is this? You know, and I barely tap my finger, and it just uh-huh. like gosh, blood everywhere. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, I'll buy these. <laughs> probably the, the best knives for like the common household would probably be like Mercer knives. It's like you could buy them on Amazon. They're about forty dollars. Probably one of the best knives. I use them in here in the yeah. class, but they're probably like overall, I would think they're the, the best common. Like, See, that, that, that's pretty economical yeah. compared to the six hundred dollar budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but you think about it. It's like it's like it's a tool, right? It's a Correct. tool to get you get your job done. Correct. You want something that's professional grade that's gonna last yeah. you forever, or you want something that's gonna. I mean, at home, we, you know, there's times we use plastic uh, knives and plastic forks and plastic spoons, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's, it's, it's a quick Soup, in that moment. Sure. Yeah, and it's kind of like if you do buy that expensive knife, like I have my knife around here. I spend the close, like I spend about $400 on my knife. And then you have like somebody grabbing and trying to pop like a bottle like, with the knife. Oh. So like after a while, I'm just like, oh, okay. You got to get a holster. And exactly. You literally have it like, with you the whole time. Your exactly. knife, yeah. I've seen chefs come um, in other places where they come in with their like satchel, correct? Yeah. And it has the different knives, and so when they're done working, they satchel it up and then walk down the street. 
But what's weird is I always thought, I'm like, how about you get pulled over? And the cops yeah, yeah, how do you explain that? that? Uh, how do you, a big old knife and multiple knives that you have walking around with? I walk into bars with it, like people not even stopping me. Really? Yeah, yeah. like, like, like uh, I walk They'll into check your ID, they'll pat you down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, they won't check the knife out. It's but absolutely true. They have a machete yeah. and then no one yeah. says anything. So how long has the, the knotted apron been uh, open? I've actually acquired the keys on my birthday. It was May 30th, 2015. So I've been over a little over three, a little over three years now. What things have you experienced that had you known sooner you would have changed or, because you kind of morphed, you said at first, initially yeah. it was a, 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 a cooking, a cooking school. school and then, so what would you have done different? I think like, um, I think I would have prepared myself coming in as both the cooking school and the event space. So I probably would have maybe contacted mm -hmm. vendors right away before I even opened this location. Um, it was kind of just, I kind of just threw myself into the event, event business. I remember my first um, event was for about 100 people. And literally I charged the client, I think it was like roughly like $700. And that included tables, chairs, linens, food, food and, and everything. Oh man. Yeah, and it was like, I walked out, I ended up like, like paying, like I, I owe money at the end of out the of night, pocket, yeah. out of pocket, and it was just like, where do you sign up for those deals? <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, it definitely took. I mean, I guess my whole initial thing is like I wanted to make sure the experience was good, so I really went all out like for my events, and I still do and everything. But it's like after a while, I started to educate myself, like as far as my prices, start working with different vendors, like people who came in and started cooking. I would definitely like take their numbers to somebody I would like to work with, you know, DJs, everyone. Like so, um, my first event. What's funny, even after that, was um, it was a proposal dinner. My brother-in-law had his proposal here. And the first chef that actually came here to cater was actually Chef Aaron from Bakkerburger. So he was literally my first event where, like, he came and he catered. It was, and that's how we met. So. so he proposed here or he already had proposed? He, he proposed was here. Like, it was supposed to be, like, a dinner for our family that was arriving from Texas. Uh -huh. So they, I just acquired the keys. This was in June. And so my brother-in-law was like, you know, I want to have a dinner there. Just say it's a family dinner. I want to propose to my girlfriend. I was like, cool. And he's like, I know the chef. His name is Aaron. Like, he's from Baca Burger. I've never met the guy before. And he came in, and my brother-in-law proposed. And yeah, it's been fun since. And how many events are you guys normally having a, a week, a month? Uh, well, now it's, uh, I mean, Prior when I started, it was literally probably like every week, but now I'm doing close to maybe like four to five events a week. That's like private classes, cooking classes open to the public, social events, and, and uh, private events like weddings, quinceaneras, uh, birthday parties, graduations, uh, corporate functions, team building. I do it all here. So. Team building, that's a pretty cool... Yeah. yeah, we might have them here. Yeah. What's, what's the homie price? No, <laughs> For you, we'll bring it to Add a zero. <laughs> we need can to buy the new knives. So exactly. Uh, can, <laughs> can we do a top ramen class? Like That's a really important that, class. I still charge you the same price. Uh, <laughs> you know, never, mind, you know, never mind. You know what's funny is that I was reading, uh, I don't know where I was reading this online. Mm -hmm. There was this uh, guy who was in jail, mm -hmm. um, and it, you know, ramen is like the main course or main food that you know, inmates eat because it, it it brings them or connects them back to home, and that's okay. all they have. So when he got out, he's like, you know, I saw how much sodium this thing had, and then oh. really there was no flavor to it. He goes, we learned tricks on how to flavor ramen in, in jail. He created his own ramen brand. Wow! And I was like, he's you know making millions, and like, I'm like how genius is that, man? Like something that's so simple, like ramen, and now he's like taco flavored ramen, uh, you know, uh, Cajun style ramen. I'm like. Man, if only I had that idea. You missed the train. Yeah. I'm like, that's just go to jail. Just go to jail. That's what we used to do when we were kids. You know, you start throwing things into it to give it flavor. And now, anyway, somebody Absolutely. took it. Absolutely. You have to adapt. So, so the reason why I say is because uh, for the next uh, team building for Remo, you got to do a, a ramen flavored uh, options. Uh, we can do like an Iron Chef competition or something like that. <laughs> yeah, if we do cereal. Yeah. <laughs> ramen, man. A ramen uh, competition, you mean? I could, yeah, I can make you guys look like experts and there professionals and stuff like that. I, I'm usually putting it in the microwave. I know. It's the thirty, the three minute, the cup of noodles. But, but it's two fifty nine, my friend. Not three minutes. Yeah. See, I, I, I grew up with the cup of noodles, never the ramen. Mm. So people said ramen, ramen, ramen. 
I think because we always messed it up or we put too much water or Correct. not enough water, whatever it is. A cup of noodle was easy. Because uh-huh. you just peel the thing, pour water, water, turn it in the microwave, wait a half hour until it cools down. Can't so screw hot. that up. Man. I used to take yeah. all the vegetables out. Like, <laughs> Same here, man. Oh, oh really? Because they always be on top, so I'd be like, yeah. pour them off. And that was oh, it. I love the vegetables. That was, that was my thing. And then little trim pieces, like four. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. do this thing. Anyways, no more top ramen. Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know. That'll depend. If it, if it depends after the cooking class. Um, how do people sign up for the cooking classes? Like, where do someone find more information? About? I mean, as far as the classes, they are listed on my website. So I have them listed by date and menus. So, I mean, whatever they find, whatever they like, they can definitely just go to my website and just inquire about it. I do advertise on Instagram. I should do more advertising, but I'm not yeah. really heavy on promoting my venue or my classes. Yeah. Just, just Not yet. I don't know. It's just not my thing. I'm, just, I'm not a social media person. It's really hard for me to do anything on social media. Oh, man, you're losing it, man. It's, I know, it's a I fad. Just, it's going to go away. Correct. Yeah. No, it's, just like, uh, <laughs> it's not. It's different. Yeah. Well, you can, I'm sure, hire You don't do it. You just keep doing what you're good at, which is, yeah. Correct. I mean, I have my staff, like, taking pictures, but by the they never send me the pictures. So right. I don't even ask anymore. That's that's normal nowadays. People take tons of pictures. Correct. You do it for you. But they're in the phone. You Correct, know? yeah. I have a couple aunts that are like that. Well, they take pictures of everything. Uh-huh. Like, weddings. Oh, it was hilarious. My uncle at the wedding, he was, we were getting married. He's like three feet away, and the priest's right there, and he's with his iPhone. Like, <laughs> I'm like, get off, off the altar. And then we've never seen those pictures. That's the worst thing. It's one thing if you take the pictures or the video, and you send it. and But, you know, nowadays, it's people just take pictures. And was, he up, was he up there with you saying I do? At some time? I mean, he told me he was coaching me through it. I wow. Luckily, he won't watch it, so, or he listen yeah. to this. So. Oh, man. George, where does a knotted apron name come from? That's a good question. Um, so when I had left the other cooking school, I was working with a, a, a girl, and she was actually building my website. So we started thinking about branding. And initially, as being a male, like I wanted a more masculine name, so I was thinking of like the cutting board and stuff like that. And she was persistent, like, no, you have to change the name because if, from a girl's perspective, if they were to send out invitations, like, how would it feel like you know, having my wedding shower my bridal shower and like yeah the cutting board or something like that it doesn't sound too fun so we went through names and I used to write a lot of poetry so I wrote like um, I was like writing stuff on the paper and I wrote something like she's like what's your like why like you know what do you like about the kitchen and one day I had told her just like I I go as soon as I throw on the apron and I tie the knot like I'm inspired to cook like that's when I know and she's just like oh my gosh like you should do the knotted apron. I was like, oh, that's a horrible name. <laughs> and I was just like, no, I don't want that name. And she's like, no, just bear with me. I was just like, you know what? I go, I don't like it. And I told all my friends, I told my family, I told my wife, and none of them liked the name. And then the, and so the girl was like, you know what? Let me work on a, a logo for you, and I'll get back to you. So she came up with this logo with the, that made it more masculine, kind of more industrial, kind of contemporary. And she's like, what do you think? And I fell in love with it. From that point on, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is, this is it. So. I, I thought uh, when this is before you opened up, you uh-huh. had your sign out front and a door, and I thought it was pretty cool, man. Because mm-hmm. because uh, again, I didn't know what you guys were all about, but right. you you automatically start picturing something in your head of what it could be. Correct. Um, and so I thought that was kind of cool because you're kind of giving uh, um, uh, some kind of idea mm-hmm. without really saying it, um, which is a lot better than a place called Cleaver <laughs> or. or, or <laughs> Or meats, or I don't know. Yeah, those are some horrible names I had there. <laughs> oh, those are names that. Yeah, it was like they're like the names are really bad. Yeah, I was really bad I'm at naming. Manly, it's gonna be like steak. <laughs> the meat house. Yeah. Burn it down. I don't yeah, know. for the longest time they thought like the owner was female because I would never like post my picture up. I, they asked about like who's the owner, so they literally thought it was like female owned. And so, but no, it was, it was male all along. So I never knew what it was until I came to an event. Correct. So I, I heard the name, but I like. It's not specific to a cooking school, which Correct. is probably a good Correct. thing now because you have, you know, different um, different businesses like Zia's in here. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it is, it's a very clean logo. It's very, it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you do, you do scheduled classes uh, mm-hmm. that are specific on a meal. Correct. But you also do private classes. Correct. Um, and that, um, like if somebody comes in, can they ask for a specific menu or yeah. do you give them options? No, absolutely. Like, so if you're doing a private class or even people that have taken my classes, like that are uh, open to the public, they can like 
give me meals or give me menus or, or um, ideas and I'll create a menu off of it. Yeah, I mean, just recently we had that, that uh, the couple or that party that was professors, they wanted to do a Cuban menu. So right off the bat, we just created the menu and just did it for them. And then now it's going to be something that we're going to offer to the public. So yeah, I always welcome new menus. How, yeah. how big is the, the or how many menus do you guys offer? Um, I have a lot at home. So I think right now, there's 16 that I offer right now, but like literally at home, I have close to almost like 32 menus. And I just, and a lot of the menus too are also for kids. I just haven't launched it yet. I just haven't had the time. And it's, it's harder to have like kids classes because it's supposed to be more in the daytime uh, on weekends, which I have my events. So that's, it's a little difficult. But yeah, I've created a lot of menus. I just haven't you know, launched them yet. And I'm looking, I'm looking at the menu that you have from the steakhouse menu. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a full on course. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not just like the main dish, right? Mm -hmm. you're, you're actually doing from yeah. beginning to end. So. I mean, can you walk us through how that works? And is that is that dish coming out right now? Is that what we're I know. I, I, I wish. I wish I was a bit prepared. No, I mean, so basically, like every class I try to do is, uh, we try to do like an appetizer. It's usually like a, like a, sal a super salad. So for that steakhouse menu, do you want to read off the so people know what we're... So like the tomato salad, it sounds pretty simple, but basically what it is, it's um, you just cut a couple of uh, slices of uh, steak tomatoes, and then with the arugula, we do some fried shallots. Uh, so it's almost like a nice little refreshing salad just to cleanse the palate. And, uh, and then we do like roasted potatoes with the, we do infused chili, like with oil and everything, just pour it on there, throw some Parmesan cheese. That one's more like a root dish that we use for the oven for. And then we do uh, a pan sear asparagus with lemon butter. So we, what we teach in the class is how to make compound butters. So either it's like you can make a breakfast compound butter like consisting of like cinnamon, like sugars and stuff like what, that. What is a compound butter? It's just basically, I mean, simplify literally like melting butter and then adding the ingredients to it and then throwing it back in the fridge to harden it up. So you're just oh. creating your own like butters. Like for either it's for like your like steaks, chickens, you can use it for toast. But what's the it. difference between doing that uh -huh. and just doing it while it's cooking? Putting the ingredient on top of it. Does it give it a different... It, no, I mean, it, it, it doesn't... It doesn't give it, I mean, it's basically the same concept, but it's just that if you can make like a batch of it, you can always have it in your fridge and it'll last uh, a long time. Okay. So that makes sense. So, I mean, when you're ready to cook, you can literally just go in there, grab a scoop of it and just throw it into your grill. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I would think that if I'm doing cinnamon, I'll just get the cinnamon, get the butter. And, and it's true, true and everything, but then you can make it like for the week, like you know how you do meal plans, or I mean, obviously you probably won't be using butter. Yeah. But <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you had your toast in the morning, you could just literally just make it for the week and just like scrap from it and have different flavors and so forth. Uh, and then I teach them how to cook like a steak, uh, whether it's like medium rare or rare, like the different degrees. And then uh, and you put that in the oven here? The or? steak? Yeah. No, we do it straight on the on the, on the the pan. So do you have individual in cooking? Stations, yeah. Individual. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, we sure. do, yeah. Got so it. have individual stations. Everybody's like hands on. So. Got it. And then the last one is like we flambe. People love fire. Yeah. So we do like a little bit of uh, entertainment. So we flambe uh, alcohol and then have a little dessert at the end. So. And with the ribeye, I mean, if someone says, you know, how do I make it rare and medium, Correct, yeah. do you guys go through that process? Yeah, we go through well? the process. It's either like go by touch or use a thermometer, like whatever is easier for them. See, I think that's the reason why yeah. why a lot of people would gravitate more towards a, a steak class. Cooking. It's just trying to, yeah, trying to get that perfect mm -hmm. uh, what they What cook. they like, uh-huh. Because you go to, I mean, we've done it at home and it's it's a hit and miss, but Correct. when you go to a steakhouse, it's pretty consistent, you know? Exactly. Um, Thermometers. Which, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, like you said, right? It all depends. I mean, you've been doing it for a long time. I mean, yeah, and it also goes like from the, even from the very beginning, like putting the, the pan on high heat. People don't know how to sear a steak like at the beginning. Yeah. And it's so we teach those like those basic little skills and everything. So they, so I mean, there, some people come in here having the knowledge of cooking, but it's like little certain kind of tips that they're like, oh my gosh, like I never knew that. And it's a lot easier for them to do. So what are some do's and don'ts? If we haven't taken your classes, like a cliff notes on a steak, is it high temperature or low temperature? Like what should someone? I mean, so I mean, like the the deuce is always like you always have your pan on high heat just to give it the nice crisp sear, and then flip it over and lower it. Um, so the first side is high heat. That, that's like your presentation side. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So once you put it down, you flip it over. It has that nice crust on it. Uh huh. So that's like your presentation side. So that's Got the part it. you really got to focus on. Got and then from there, I know uh, the don'ts you do is constantly lift up your steak. I, know oh, people, I do that all the time. People always do that. You just gotta let it set and everything. Oh. You'll know. Uh, so once you get that nice crust in it, just flip it over, and then at that point, that's when you start filling 
for the texture, like the, the, the bounce, the bounce on your steak. And the salt I point. heard, and this is, you're not going to see yeah. this on the, on the podcast, but you go like this and that's one like, Touch. It's the pad. It's the, oh, it's the, the it's pad this, right, right? Here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's this is well done. Correct. Yeah. Uh, medium, medium rare, and then rare. Correct. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I don't even know how to cook. And he's still cooking. I know. He's still cooking. Yeah, yeah. And I'll still flip the burger. No, or when the people steak. ask for well done, we just don't. We just ignore them. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So, so I like mine rare, uh, medium rare. Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, I'm I I vary. Like if it's a thin cut, I uh-huh. go I go well done. Mm-hmm. If it's uh, a thicker so cut, beef jerky I, is that what you're? Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> essentially, yeah, it essentially. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I like the little crisp on it, man. Um, but what I mean, what's your what's your favorite steak, and, and uh, at what temperature? You know, I, I like medium rare. Uh, my steak right now, I'm getting into is a lot of flank steak for some reason. I mean, to most people, um, flank steak is an, is another way of saying carne asada. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically what it is. But I, I literally like to buy like the big old. Uh, flanks and just cut them myself and make my own steaks. So, yeah, and I meal prep like with the flank steaks. Which is probably cheaper, right? It's a lot cheaper. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I see ribeye. Ribeye is a pretty expensive yeah, steak, it's right? Expensive steak. It's That's awesome. my favorite cut. Yeah. I love ribeye. That's why I'm hoping that it was going to come out. Water <laughs> <laughs> come out I under the pressure. It was good. It was so fresh. <laughs> it's two weeks ago. That <laughs> many was two weeks ago. Uh. So, so that process of creating or cooking this, what is, you know, the, the timeline of 30 minutes per? So you're looking at, I mean, what's the experience like when someone comes in? So, I mean, initially the first dish, we try to get it done right away so people can get something in their stomachs, especially if they've been drinking. Um, and then from that point on, each other dish consists maybe like, I would say 20, 25 minutes to compose. So basically at the end of the night, you're composing one full meal so you can sit down and have that meal. So you're like we're preparing the sides. We're preparing but you're not the main picking dish. away, or people don't. Sometimes pick. people pick away, like yeah. they kind of like pick the sides and everything. But I try to compose the class where we kind of like it all comes out at one time. Got so it. it's just a matter of just kind of like redoing the whole menu or kind of redoing the whole format, just so that when people like are done, like when you're done cooking the steak, you already have your sides done, like, or we pull them out of the oven, they're ready to go. And people just kind of serve themselves. I would totally eat half my meal. Yeah, yeah. we have people out. like that. Like literally, if, it, just if it's an evening class and you didn't have dinner, correct, or, correct. Yeah. You know, the potato looks smells good, looks yeah. good. So that's why I try to either go with like something like a, a, a quick appetizer. Yeah, just but that's something that's not on the menu. It's something you guys prepare. No, no, no. It's like usually so the salad's like the first thing that we do. So they want to give them a salad in their stomach right away. Got it. Uh, something that takes maybe like 15 minutes to do. But it's that they're still preparing or you guys are preparing? They are preparing. They're preparing. Okay, yeah, everything they prepare, yeah. They're responsible for their own dishes. So between each dish, is there a break? And there's tables mm-hmm. where you take your salad and eat it? or? I mean, people eat? usually, like for the appetizer, they eat here on, on their station. Okay. But it's, for the dinner, they usually just sit down. Some people sit down here or they go sit at the table. Yeah, but breaks is basically just because there are two people per station, there's always somebody taking a break. So somebody could be like going to the restaurant, going outside, taking a break, or doing whatever they want to do. Going, going and getting some food. <laughs> like this is taking too damn long. Two hours to eat? Are you kidding me? Uh, you'd be surprised. I mean, I had uh, funny stories. I had a Valentine's Day class, and um, so we had a six-course meal. And a couple walks in, and the and the the girl, she was all dressed up. She was all excited, and like, oh, this will be a nice dinner. And she walks in and she's like, wait a minute, I have to cook my own meal? It's like she, Korean barbecue. Yeah, it's like the worst so thing ever. She got so pissed off at her boyfriend. I was just like, oh, I felt so bad. Oh. But she had fun. I, like, I made her a couple of shots and then had a couple of cocktails and we were okay after that. That's funny. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That, that's one thing I don't I don't understand why. And maybe you'd be able to shine some light on this. Why is it that when you go to Korean barbecue, you're cooking your own meat? Or your own food. I never go to the Korean barbecues because oh, really? like, I don't want to cook. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, same with me. Yeah. But that's why you go with someone that likes to cook. And yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or you yeah. don't sit near the grill. That's yeah, the it's, it's more like the experience. People just yeah. want that experience. Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, I, I take, like, if, if I had to, I'll, like, I'll take my girls. My girls love cooking. Yeah. So they'll love to cook their own meats and stuff like that. Yeah. And give them opportunity. But a lot of the meat is, is really, like, Really thin, thin cut. Yeah. So no, no, I, cooks fast. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. For me, it's all about the whole process of cooking. Like you, Correct. you want to go into a restaurant. Like yeah. you said you're expecting to get a meal, yeah. but when you're like, oh, here or are a the discount. utensils. Yeah. Or a discount <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a great that. business. <laughs> Just get the raw material or raw ingredients, and you guys, you guys do it. Get a milk. 
That's yeah. what I'll read more than here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like when the class ends and people don't finish their food, just I'm up oh. the street. <laughs> you surprised a lot of people do come over here. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, they do. Wow. We usually have leftovers here, so like friends and people you know. Yeah, like oh, usually okay. I always have open door policy. So I mean, like if your open door policy means my kitchen door is always open, the back one, and you'll have like business owners come in here, just walk in, grab themselves a cocktail or a drink, and kind of look around. I'll have like some extra food that we cook in that class, and they'll eat and all complimentary. Complimentary. Oh, yeah. 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 oh no, I guess they're bringing the whole family now. I'm gonna look up your website now. <laughs> There's a big tip jar. He's like, wife, I'm going to be taking you out I'm, to dinner. <laughs> I'm making dinner plans for the next, uh, what you said, four days out of the week? He's like, I'm going to take your dinner. He's like, you've got to wait another 30 minutes for the next course. Uh, <laughs> do you guys have anything going on today? <laughs> no comment. So how big is your, are your classes? Like, what's the minimum, what's the maximum? Uh, the, the minimum I'll probably do is 10. The maximum I'll do is 14. But we do, like, we do, like, bigger corporate events where we've done... Uh, like a class of 26, a class of 30, and stuff like that. Like wow. team building, yeah. Hi, Rose Riesline here, owner of The Collab, Inc. We are located in the heart of Uptown, 6709 Greenleaf Avenue. Um, we're a collaborative co-working space, the first one here in Whittier. We have undedicated workspace, private cubicles, conference room, and private offices coming soon. Um, we also will be hosting networking events and business development workshops. So we're super excited to have our professionals and entrepreneurs come in here and co-work. The underscore collab underscore Inc. for Instagram. And then on Facebook, we are The Collab Inc. You can find out what we're all about and see our schedule of events at thecollabinc.com. You can also learn about our membership prices, fee structure, daily rates, and event space rates. We are a two-minute walk from our parking structure on Bright Avenue. Come sit with us. Yeah, those are big classes. I mean, yeah, they're fun. Even, even at four, I think, is yeah. a lot, but... But uh, yeah, oh, they're a lot. They're a lot of fun. I mean, those are like more group activities, more group dishes. But it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Do you ever get anybody who gets upset at the other person because because they're uh, screwing up the meal? Because uh, I'm pretty sure it gets competitive. It's usually I mean, it's usually the husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, like arguing with one another. <laughs> you do you do have that. You're burning yeah, again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we do have that. I mean, it, it is it does happen often. But not, not too often, though. <laughs> I'm looking at the calendar. So right. Are, oh, no, 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 no. Do, do you step in and sort of refereeing? Like, all right, guys, listen, I got to put you guys up. I do, or <laughs> either that or we offer our own dishes that we're preparing. Yeah. Like, we kind of just switch. Nice. Yeah, so we eat like, their burnt steak, and they take our nice, delicious prepared October steak. October 9th, we're having steak. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had anybody come in and, and, and want to run a class or teach a class? Yeah, we have a quite, a, quite a few chefs. One of the chefs that actually started teaching classes here is uh, David from Masataco. So he's doing like my vegan classes. I don't have, I mean, we do cook a lot of vegan at home, but I prefer that since he has more of the experience, um, he does our vegan classes. I have uh, another chef who has a, a cafe in Long Beach, and then I'm acquiring another chef from USC and so forth. Yeah, so quite a few chefs that come in here with different specialties. So right now, do you mainly uh, teach all these classes? or? You know what? I just started teaching, I would say, probably three months ago. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, because it just, um, when I initially opened the business, I just wanted to run the business and kind of just focus on that. And and so when I brought those chefs in here, I was kind of training them. And, and the funny thing is, is they didn't realize that I knew how to cook. They just assumed, oh, really? yeah, they assumed that I just ran the business. And it's funny because a lot of the chefs used to make fun of me, like, oh, my gosh, you have a cooking school, but you're not a chef. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? So, I mean, uh, just recently I, I taught a class, a private class, and I just got the bug and I wanted to teach again. So I... Now I'm teaching a lot more of the classes. I'm doing a lot more um, activities outside of here. I did a lot more festivals. So now I'm kind of like getting back into it again. So it's been a lot of fun. So I pulled up your website. So let me say these oh, these classes uh-huh. uh, so people could know what they are if they're listening. So it's cooking with beer. Uh-huh. Um, let me is, it, is that like you pour a little and then sip a little? Or yeah. that, that's the whole idea. It actually is. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Um, I started going into details. The steak classics, the steakhouse classic. That's where I'll, I'll take you out to dinner October right. 9th. Clean <laughs> in the alley. And the, oh. <laughs> Still not questions. So when Rio comes over, just bring out the tip jar. Like, I would yeah. probably leave the door locked that day. Yeah. <laughs> or, or put a sign. Everybody yeah. welcome. Except yeah. Remo. <laughs> if you've seen this guy, if your name starts with Remo, yeah. a, a vegan Thanksgiving. Correct. Yeah, they wow. will. They will be teaching that one. Yeah. 
What is the main course? On that one, I think David created the menu. Tofurky no. or yeah. what's it called? I mean, this is, is there a considered a main course in, in vegan world? I mean, yeah, that's probably, it, it probably, would, really it probably would have to be like the meatloaf, I guess, what he's making, but I have no idea how he's going to prepare Tofu turkey, yeah. isn't, it, isn't that a... Like, I don't mean to sound like ignorant, but I have yeah. no idea how... Yeah, I'm kind of new to like as far as the like, ingredients, as far as yeah. ingredients, yeah. Fall dinner party, mm-hmm. Mexican Thanksgiving. Why is that one four hours? It's because it's... Because it's it, Mexican. Yeah. Is that because... <laughs> Mexican time. Everybody's showing up oh, late. Oh, I get it. <laughs> no, it's just because you're actually you're you're actually having the baked turkeys, and turkeys usually take a little longer. And then plus there's a lot more dishes involved in there. So it's it's Mexican inspired. So everything's much spicier. We do like uh, like chorizo. We do like uh, uh, chipotle, like cranberry sauce and so forth. Yeah. So with this four hour, mm-hmm. that means you're going to eat probably like at the third... Hour, third and a half hour? No, no, no. You probably would eat, uh, you'll eat some, like, in those classes, I'll actually provide an appetizer just so okay. you guys can start eating. Okay, then four by, hours to yeah, wait to eat. No, by the, but you'll probably have, like, some of, like, the mashed potatoes and stuff like that. You'll probably eat that, like, okay. during the class, and the turkey will probably be taken home or eating it. Well, it's like when you're cooking, as a chef, you're, Constantly. by the time it comes out to eat, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Right? Because you're tasting, constantly yeah. tasting, yeah. So I think absolutely. that's a concept, bro, yeah. uh, that Mexican yeah. one where you're, you're eating off everybody else's. <laughs> and then the last one is the Thanksgiving classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is traditional Thanksgiving stuff. You can okay. learn basic. And those are the only six that appear on the website? Is that Correct, yeah. Right um, now? I'll be launching um, some cocktail classes um, soon. Like how to like host your holiday parties at home and so forth. Nice. Yeah, so we're doing like cocktail punches. We're doing some appetizers like tapas and so forth. Do you ever cater or do you ever cook at people's homes like that? Actually, that a service? I, yeah, actually, we have. We actually have. Is it yeah. you that... that yeah, it's usually it? like I'll take my equipment and we'll set up like a station at their house. Yeah, we've done that before. I mean, uh, like a class teaching at home? Yeah, or, yeah teaching or, at home, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, people have asked me like to teach their kids or like to have like a, a family gathering where all like all the aunts and uncles and I'll literally go over there, set up tables and we'll have a class there at their house. Wow, I mean that must have it should be a pretty big, sizable house, right? To be correct, able, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doing that in the living room. Well, like, but if we're using like portable stoves, I mean, I would just need access to their stoves. But like, I have portable like campfire stoves. Got so it. basically, I mean, you can do it in the living room, you can do it outside, you can do it wherever location. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. that's very cool. So, so what's what's um, do you have a um, a meal that you, or or some dish that you just don't like to eat? Like, is there something you don't like to eat? You know what? I'm not a big fan of seafood. Really? I, it's it's like... All I, in general? Or like, just you know, I'll eat it. I'll eat, like, shrimp and stuff like that. But it just... it's I'll eat it if it's there, but I'm just never, like, the person that's like, I want to go to, like, a seafood restaurant or something like that. So you don't cook then seafood that often? I mean, I do, like, for families and so forth and everything, but it's just, like, it's just... I'm not, not a fan. for yourself. I'm just not yeah. a fan of it, yeah. So th- there's no seafood cooking class? There actually there is, and everything, oh, but is. I won't yeah. teach it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't teach it, yeah. I just, yeah. Well, you're gonna still leave the door open. I, I'll, I'll leave the seafood. I think it'd be easier if I get a key, oh, so we don't have any of these issues of <laughs> hey, the door is locked. You know, why is the police in the You're gonna see Rima walk around in his robe and uh, he's having his only van, his <laughs> yeah. own party. Yeah. He's like that uncle you're trying to get rid of, right? No, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll be a good sport. I'll talk to people. Nice. All right, well, one last thing uh, I'll ask, um, the cook-offs that you mentioned, okay. um, you know, tell us about those, what, what you've done with these cook-offs, and maybe if there's one coming up. Uh, oh, the chef throwdown. The chef so, throwdown. I mean, that's something that initially David and I had started um, when we first initially met. Um, it's basically we just grab, like, chefs from different um, cities just to show off their, their skills. Um, it's, it's kind of like, a, it's basically an event for chefs. Because, I mean, a lot of people that do come are obviously people that are from, like, um, we have a lot of outsider uh, public and everything, but for the most part, people that come here are just, like, chefs or people that are in the, in industry. the industry. Correct, yeah. yeah. Um, they're a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. Um, we are planning to do more, but I just, for right now, I'm kind of holding off on it because it's, like, it's like a four-day process, and, it's, and technically, we don't really make money off of those events. It's more for, like, the public just to kind of, has something here for the people of Whittier. Um, but it's, I think it's a great concept that David came up with, and it's something that we just decided to do at the venue. But we are thinking of some new locations, and hopefully we can get it going again by next year. Because we do have a lot of chefs that are inquiring about it. 
people mm-hmm. that are that have been on top chef people that have been like you know up and coming yeah. chefs and so forth yeah, uh, yeah. well we can have a cereal throwdown correct <laughs> ramen <laughs> throwdown yeah. absolutely yeah. oh man what is your favorite dish to cook then my favorite dish it would actually be uh, Italian food I love really? it I love Italian so it would be like I do a lot of sauces like uh, pizzas uh, uh, I do my fresh like spaghetti sauce pesto sauce like everything it just, I love Italian food it's very really like uh, it's, my kids love like Italian food. It's kind of easy to do and everything, but it's just like I just love the sauces. I love playing with different types of flavors. So whenever we do pizza, invite me. I'm in. Definitely good. I'm more or less the steak kind of guy, so you invite me for the steak. <laughs> well, you can still invite me for pizza too. Steak pizza. Okay. Hey George, is there anything else you got coming up that you want to uh, announce? And- Oh yeah. Um, so there's one thing that's kind of uh, to kind of get off subject for um, the cooking classes. So as we all uh, aware that this month is uh, Suicidal Awareness Month. Um, so I don't know many people probably know my son um, died by suicide last year, and so now it's kind of like I'm being more open and being more proactive as far as trying to do charity events. So we are doing an event October 17th in his honor. And all the proceeds are going to go to suicidal awareness. Hey guys, producer Christine here. I just want to let you know that that event that George posted on um, for October 17th, which is today, actually completely sold out. So there's actually another workshop available for October 24th, and you can find more information on the Knotted Aprons Instagram. Okay, back to the interview. Um, so that's something that I'm kind of like more focused on. I'm going to be doing my own um, nonprofit organization in upcoming months and so forth. But it's something that I definitely really want to encourage people to attend, people to kind of get more involved, especially like either it's either like, you know, parents and so forth and everything just to get more knowledge about it. Because it's something that's becoming more of a, uh, I guess, more of an epidemic that's coming up. And a lot of celebrities, a lot of people, it's always on TV. So it's something that I definitely like, it's, I'm striving for. And what is this event? Is it a cooking event? Is it a... So the, the first one that we're doing is going to be October 17th. It's going to be a paint night. So okay. the tickets are going to be $45. It's going to include, uh, like, wine and beer, and then I'm going to have light appetizers. So, but all in the, here, though? In, in the, here at the Knotted Apron. And then the other one we're working on, we're possibly going to do a Halloween party uh, on October 26th. So we'll just make it, a, like, a casual party. Because my son, uh, um, if people knew him, um, he was uh, he loved to party, he loved to dance and stuff like that. So it's only appropriate that we do, like, a party because he would have enjoyed it. So, And then all those proceeds will actually go to his foundation as well. How do, how do people, um, if they want to sign up for these events, where do they go? They will go to my website. I'll be posting the paint night this week. So they'll go to my website. They can go ahead and purchase their tickets, or they can drop off a check or whatever is easier for them. Okay. Absolutely. And then we'll be doing a walk on November 3rd in Pasadena. Last year, we were the team that raised the most funds, so we were able to hold the banner. We led the march, and so we're hoping to do it for a consecutive. Uh, a consecutive year and we're, we're actually in first place right now so I mean we have a lot of support uh, from different local businesses and so forth so if anybody wants to join our team or participate you know just go ahead and uh, message me or or just hit me up so if somebody wants to donate um, either for the charity mm-hmm. or, or, or that walk or uh-huh. your event mm-hmm. they can reach out to you they can reach out to me yeah okay. I have links and so forth mm-hmm. on your website on my website yeah Anything else that you have coming up that you want to... Other than that, it's just... uh, Oh, we have the Hungry and Witter event that's coming up soon. That's in November... I want to say it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So she's having another event, which I enjoy. I love working with Stephanie. Um, Yeah, it's always fun and everything. So that's coming up soon. And then then we'll be shutting down like for private events for the month of December, which is our busiest. And then we'll start up again next year. Uh, I'll be hosting a lot more jazz events, uh, cigar socials, and so forth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of get like more events for the public. And I'm definitely looking into doing more events for kids. So that's my project. And then before uh, Christine came over here, we want to do like another event for, I guess, what is it, the business, the women business? Oh yeah, so um, in case you don't know, I am coordinating an event with Ivy Love. We're doing a women in business mixer. And I actually reached out to George like at the beginning of the month and I'm like, hey, I don't know if it was even the beginning of the month, maybe the yes. middle of it. Correct. And I was like, hey, are you, do 
do you have your space open in two weeks on yeah. a Sunday? And he's like, I just booked it for Univision. So yeah. September 29, 2019, we're already booked for the Women in Business Mixer. Correct. That's going to be here um, with Ivy Love. So it's going to be bigger and better than the one that we're going to have this Correct. Sunday. So thank you, Joe. You're welcome. So yeah. So I mean that, and then uh, just follow us. Um, I'll be doing collaborations with Spin Lounge. We're doing Kitchen Takeover again. And then we'll be doing some collaborations also with La Pescadora with April as well. So just keep an eye out. So I'll be, I'll be around. Well, let's hit you with some woodier questions. Okay. These are the toughest questions oh, of the gosh. whole day. You gotta, yeah. You're going to offend a lot of people and make one person really, really happy. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, <laughs> so your go-to spot, if you're oh. not eating here, <laughs> if you're not eating here, right, or cooking your own uh -huh. dish and you're not opening the back so we can uh -huh. eat together, where would you be uh, venturing off to? What's your, one of your go-to lunch spots or dinner? Gosh, you know what? I hate to say Everyone this. Everyone that's listening, I know, I hate all to get offended right here. I hate to say this, but I don't really eat much in Whittier. And if I do, it's usually... Um, that's a good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah, it's just it's because I'm always here and I never have time to eat. So it's I would say probably the, my go-to spot is probably um, it's a Mules Cafe. Because yeah, okay. they're, they're the only place that actually delivers directly to me. So just because of the time. And, and they're quick. They're quick, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's something like they have something on the menu. But uh, other than that, I mean, obviously, uh, you would always see me either at Spin Lounge, La Pescadora, the Nixon. Uh, I'll make my rounds. You'll see me, like, around a couple of places. I'm more of a cocktail person and spirits and everything. So you'll see me at different places. The liquid diet, huh? Uh, Got to have the liquid diet sometimes. Nice. Long days. <laughs> As a politically correct answer. Well, talking talk about liquid diet, where, what is, like, do you have a drink, a specific drink you like? Oh, gosh. My specific drink is an old-fashioned. I'm like, I love Where's it the best old-fashioned here? Ooh, this is going to be hard. Uh, I would have to say right uh, right now would probably be the Nixon with Vito. Yeah, Vito makes it really good. Yeah, he makes, it, he go. makes a really good old-fashioned. Every time I walk in, he really knows what I want. So, right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When, when, uh, when, um, uh, Four Bricks was open. Mm -hmm. They had a really good uh, old-fashioned, yeah, really good. Yeah. And I remember that he went, the guy who was the bartender had moved somewhere locally here, too. Vintage Cafe. Gabe went to Vintage Cafe. Curry. Oh, is that where he's yeah, at? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. he's not there now. He's in somewhere in downtown. Oh, yeah. so he left. His brother's yeah. there. His brother's yeah. here. But, man, that, that was, like, the best place to go get an old-fashioned. So yeah. now i got to go check out yeah. the Nixon. That's another good place, the Vintage. Vintage has really good cocktails. Yeah, yeah, they have a really good... Oh, your wife likes a spicy mango margarita. She not, yeah, she... I mean, aside, aside, from it, aside from it being uh, on special uh, happy hour... <laughs> <laughs> I do have the recipe. Like, I got it down pretty fast. Can we yes. make mango martinis for the Christmas party, you think? We can definitely do oh, this. Okay, sign yeah. me up for that. Done. Done. <laughs> How about if there's something missing in Woodier? Mm. What would it be that you would like to see here? Mm. Something that we're working on, but uh, I won't say that. Uh, I'm trying to think. We have, I mean, I'm trying to think what we need here. We have a lot of restaurants. I, I mean, obviously, we had a Mediterranean restaurant, which is probably one of the things I was pushing for. Um, do, you, do you like their food? You know what? I have it, had the food once, and it was good. I think it just seemed yeah. more of a like, kind of a more authentic, uh, yeah. So I'm Egyptian. Okay. No. And I, and I think their food is really good. Really? Like it, really? Was, it was surprisingly good. Okay. We probably eat there once a week easily. What um, do you get? Uh, they ha and, and their prices are so cheap. Don't yes. tell them. Don't tell them. I mean, Falafel wrap for $5. Oh, really? Life hack. You, Life hack. All I had was salads here, so I'm no, I haven't had the rest the of the The chicken, I, I don't really okay. care for chicken uh, breast because it's always dry. There, like, they probably infuse it with butter or something. Oh, wow. It is so, so good. And it's eight ninety nine for a meal. Okay. And you and you get pretty full. It's two skewers. I mean, total plug for them. Right. I'm yeah. so happy. That, and they're really, really nice people. So. Uh, um, other than that, I probably would think something more related to kids. I mean, I don't see enough things yeah. for, I mean, since we are, like, a, a family town and stuff like that, I don't see that many stuff, like, for kids, yeah. the entertainment and so forth. I mean, aside from movies and. I think we need something more here. Maybe we should have a cooking summer camp. I, you know what? I have a whole menu on the on a, on a cooking camp. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, working with kids. Working with kids is not as during your summer camp. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, that's about it and everything. But yeah, I mean, I'm really happy the direction the city's going with with the restaurants and so forth. So I think we I think it's 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 upcoming and I think it's gonna be great, especially with Whittier Brewing Company. Once they start opening, it's gonna be a game changer. So. Yeah. All right, George, so, thanks thank uh, so for much. Thank coming you. on. Um, if people want to follow you, uh, you want to 
tell us how they reach you. They can uh, follow me at the Knotted Apron um, on, on Instagram. It's the Knotted Apron, Facebook, the Knotted Apron. Um, they can look at my website. It's www.thenottedapron.com. Um, really easy to find. Um, you can email me if you have any questions. I'm pretty responsive on emails. Phone calls, not too good, just since uh, I, pr- I prefer typing because I'm up late at night. Um, other than that, yeah, if you have any questions or any concerns or if you have any ideas what events I should be throwing in the next couple of months, by all means, give me those ideas and I'll try to make uh, bring it to life. There you go. And I like to throw it out there. If you ever need professional eaters, we are... We're, we're for tasters. hires. We do, tasters. Have, tasters. we do do test kitchens, so I mean, I might... Yeah, we're growing boys. I'm down the street, man. I'm down the street. <laughs> all right, George. Again, thanks for Thank coming so on. And uh, yeah, man, we look forward to... Uh, definitely, I, I keep saying I'm going to come stop by one of your classes, but, but I think not looking at the menu, there's definitely uh, more reason for me to be here, man. So. Just crash one of our parties, you'll be fine. Yeah, well, yeah. Those, <laughs> got those got the that, green light. <laughs> oh, that's it. I can get a out of here. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Thank you, Woodier. Bye, Woodier.